Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. Today we are visiting with our friends from the city of Brainerd. We have Brainerd City Administrator Jennifer Bergman with us. Jennifer, good afternoon. Thanks, Ken. Same to you. And Paul Sandy, Brainerd City Engineer. Paul, welcome back to Community Focus. Good morning, guys. All right. Jennifer, maybe we'll start with you because uh, I know there's a lot of things going on. Uh, Let's start with, if you will, the police chief situation, please. Absolutely. So, as you know, uh, Chief McQuiston's official last day was January 16th. And uh, the council appointed uh, Deputy Chief Bestel as our acting police chief, effective the 16th, for a 30-day period. So uh, we were then notified that candidate Brent Balloon did withdraw his offer for consideration. And the council has actually decided at this point to appoint an acting police chief until January of 2022. And then consider another search for a police chief. So it gets a little more complicated in Brainerd because we have a civil service commission. So, and the civil service commission is really responsible for hiring or recommend recommending for hire our police and fire department uh, staff. So acting police chief Bestel's appointment by state statute actually can't exceed 30 days without an examination process by the Civil Service Commission. So the council did ask the Civil Service Commission to conduct that that examination process. And the Civil Service Commission will be accepting applications internally from Brainerd PD until 4.30 today. And then the Civil Service Commission has a meeting on Friday to select an acting police chief. So uh, looking at an acting police chief until January of 2022. Okay, it's complicated, but I, I've got it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to make it uncomplicated, and I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are certain things uh, that must be done, as yes. you said. So. All right. Hey, I forgot to ask, is City Hall open yet? Yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, we did, as you know, we closed or went back to a working from home model in November uh, because we had 14 people either who had covid or were quarantined because they had a household member who had COVID. Um, so we we did decide to work differently for a couple of months. And then at the end of December and January, we started to see those cases go down and down and down. So January 25th, we all came back to City Hall. So City Hall is now open to the public. Um, it's very nice to be back. I think while there's efficiencies in working from home, um, there's also a lot to be said about being here at City Hall. And then, of course, being open and available to the public. So so I, I, we're happy to be back. Okay. Uh, what else do you have for us, uh, Jennifer? So just briefly, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the parking commission. Uh, the city has a parking commission, and it kind of went dormant for a few years. And one of the things we constantly hear is that we have a parking problem. We don't have a parking problem. <laughs> we have a parking problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so the city council has has reconvened uh, that commission. And the city owns several parking lots that people can purchase a permit for. And these lots don't cash flow. Um, In fact, the amount for upkeep for the lot far exceeds the revenue that the city brings in. So that was one of the topics the council really wanted the parking commission to take a look at. 
But the Parking Commission thinks there's a lot of things that we should be taking a look at when it comes to parking in the city of Brainerd. They've met a couple of times, and last week they had a work session where they discussed a number of items they'd like to focus on, from enforcement to education. So um, stay tuned. There's a lot of things that they'll be working on and ultimately making a recommendation to the city council. So... Is there kind of a timeline for those recommendations? You know, there isn't. Um, I, I just knowing their their list and what they discussed last week. I think um, I think it'll take them a few months to get through some of their topics. Very good. All right, and uh, of course, uh, just before we ended the year, I know we had Tony Saylor in, and we were saying uh, goodbye, goodbye. As, as the Park and Rec Department has been kind of. Uh, uh, dissolved, and now there's something new. Tell us about that. Yeah, so what the Park Board and the City Council decided to do was an interim public works department. So they thought maybe there's some efficiencies in putting our parks department within our city engineer. And so we are, for a year, trying out this interim public works department and how things work with parks being under the city engineer. And Paul Sandy is our interim Public Works Director. Paul, you're going to need a, a bigger nameplate. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it's really been a learning experience for me uh, so far, um, just getting to know, um, you know, the parks and the infrastructure within the parks and even the staff here at City Hall. So I've uh, been slowly working through that process, um, working with the Park Board on what their priorities are. Um, really, I think the the biggest reason that they did this is they really wanted to look at their parks differently and focus more on maintenance and beautification. So um, what I've been focusing on and working with uh, my recreation coordinator, uh, Katie Kaufman, and uh, the uh, maintenance foreman, Troy Harris, we've been really taking a step back and looking more at our park system from a holistic approach and uh, reformulating our capital plan and maintenance priorities so that uh, we can kind of bring our park system into the 21st century and really uh, make our open spaces a place where people want to come and enjoy them. Very Uh, interesting. Yeah, so through that, uh, we've been trying to also look at ways to uh, make our jobs a little easier. Um, uh, The park board uh, really wanted to take a look at our programs and see if there's ways that we can uh, make modifications to those or even get uh, uh, other organizations to take on some of our programs. So the first thing that we did uh, as a department was we worked with uh, community education in the YMCA to take on uh, a majority of our programs. Uh, So if you're attending any of our programs in 2021, you'll notice that uh, Community Ed will be taking on a lot of the uh, more competitive uh, programming, such as, uh, oh, let's see, I have a list of them here. Um, The Miracle League, uh, Shetland T-Ball, Pinto T-Ball, Youth Baseball, Youth Softball, and Youth Tennis. Wow. And the YMCA uh, recently signed a contract with us to take on youth kickball, youth soccer, little buckaroos, bench warmer basketball, and parks on the go. So uh, really the only thing that the city of Brainerd staff will be focusing on is competitive softball, adult softball. Um, And so we've 
been trying to take more of that away from uh, Katie's job so she can focus more on the um, the, the park stuff that you might not have seen in the past, some of the, you know, different events that we have in our parks um, and uh, really being more creative to figure out how to beautify our parks and, and kind of change that description into more of a, um, a creative position so that she can uh, really help out how our parks look and feel. So very interesting. And even with that, uh, we've been working with the uh, now Brainerd and Baxter Baseball Association, and they will be taking on uh, all of our baseball tournaments here. So uh, really trying to reorganize the department to um, uh, really take a big focus on maintenance and capital upgrades and beautification so that uh, people and these programs and people want to come into our community and utilize the facilities that we have. So... Wow, that's uh, very interesting, and uh, it, it's, uh, I think, fascinating to see how you've put together these partnerships to run so many of the youth programs that uh, I know your then Park and Rec Department used to spend hours doing, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that was the big thing is, you know, um, being with this kind of transition into, um, you know, the Public Works Department. Um, you know, obviously my main focus for the city is infrastructure maintenance. And I think the park board saw that and wanted to utilize my department's skill set to, um, you know, we're, we're professionals at uh, capital upgrades and streets and sewers and buildings and all that stuff that comes with maintenance. And so really want to take a step back from the programs and let the people that are really good at programs do that. And uh, the people that are good at uh, infrastructure and upgrades uh, focus on that from a city staff side. I will ask right away because uh, somewhere there are parents that are already thinking spring and baseball and softball and all the youth sports. Will they be able to find links to registration on the city website then as they used to do through Park and Rec? Yep. So uh, we plan on uh, doing uh, all the same stuff we used to do through our website uh, and making sure that the YMCA and community ed have their specific areas for for the programs they're running. Um, We also still have our stuff up on the website, along with a couple of new things that we're trying, um, uh, especially on our Facebook page. Uh, Katie's been working with our maintenance foreman, uh, Troy Harris, with the rink status update. And it's basically a stoplight type of format where uh, if ice conditions are, are very bad, you give a, a red light. And if they're, you know, uh, good enough, you know, you might see a yellow status. And if they're really good and, and they're skatable and uh, really nice, then we'll have a, a green status up there. So um, we're trying a few different things to notify our uh, constituents of, of what is going on, uh, especially during this time of year when it's really cold out. So. Really cold, which we should probably mention that in the rinks right now. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a red light up today because it's too cold to skate. Yeah, so our city policy is uh, 25 below with wind chill. Uh, that's when we close warming houses. Um, they are open right now. Um, it hasn't hit that uh, 25 below uh, today with the wind chill. And so um, right now we do have them open. Um, However, if we do dip below that 25 below threshold, we will be closing things up. Um, And so that's just an FYI to the community that that is our our, um, policy as far as warming houses being open. The rinks are still open, so skate at your own risk when it gets that cold. But 
All right. Paul, as you talked about focusing on infrastructure then, um, I, I know the uh, city was planning on some big changes out at uh, Memorial Park, and let's talk about some of that. Is that what you're focusing on now? Is that still going to happen? Yeah, so uh, actually we have been working with our consultant, uh, WSB, uh, and the plans are, uh, they were approved by the park board at the last park board meeting, and the project uh, is out for bids or will be very shortly. Um, that is um, some additions of the rinks that are coming over from Mill Park, a splash pad, a warming house, uh, a new playground, um, all kinds of things that will be uh, being improved at Memorial Park and added um, based on Mill Park kind of going away. So um, really looking forward to that project. The park board has spent a lot of time dreaming what that park could be, uh, working with the consultant on the plans. Uh, the splash pad folks have raised uh, close to $100,000 with a city match of 100000 to wow. incorporate the splash pad. Um, cool. Putting a plug in for that, we are uh, looking for some in-kind donations uh, for the uh, donor uh, area uh, of the splash pad. We had WSB come up with a design for us to incorporate the donor-related items. Um, so the splash pad itself uh, costs in excess of $195,000, which is going to eat up a majority of the funding that we have raised and gotten matches from the city council. And so um, we're looking for contractors or material suppliers or anyone who would be willing to help us out with in-kind labor to uh, um, we're going to set up a meeting here at some point in March to go over the plan and what we need. And we're hoping that um, some local organizations will uh, step up and help us get this thing finished 100 percent. So um, we're hoping for sure to have the splash pad installed. Uh, this summer, and uh, we're hoping to have the whole thing 100% complete with the donor area uh, with that. So uh, that's that's the hopes at Memorial Park, and you'll be seeing construction equipment throughout the summer. In the how park. do they get? In, how do folks get a hold of you, Paul, if they would like to talk to you about some of these donation possibilities? Um, I would just give me a call here at City Hall. Uh, phone number is on the website eight two eight twenty three zero seven. Ask for Paul, and uh, we can discuss the logistics of that. I have kind of a list of needs of what we need. Sure. Um, and uh, a lot of it is just going to be helping out labor, uh, that kind of stuff. So um, that's what we're working on right now with Memorial Park. So, All right. We're going to run out of time here pretty soon. So take off your interim public works <laughs> director hat and put on your city engineer hat for a moment. Uh, is there a lot of projects coming up this year for the city of Brainerd? Yeah, um, just a quick overview. Uh, we'll, uh, we have street projects down in Southeast Brainerd this year uh, that we'll be working on. Those include 15th and 16th Street, um, uh, Portland, St. Louis, and uh, Chicago Avenues. And so a lot of work going on down there. And then the project we've been talking about for a while, Northwest 4th Street, uh, is currently out to bid right now. That is Riverside Drive uh, from uh Washington Street to Jackson Street, where the roundabout and other improvements will be going in here this summer. Um, so we'll be seeing some delays there. Uh, the road will be closed for a, an amount of time while the roundabout gets installed. So the people coming into town from the Riverside area are going to have to find a different way to town for a while until the roundabout gets put in. Uh, that's kind of the general overview besides our, our maintenance projects we have for 2021. 
Uh, and then with the public works addition and on uh, the department uh, that I oversee, we are actually uh, putting an addition on our street garage this summer too to oh. house the parks department. And so they will be coming over from Lum Park. Uh, their ad- administration staff has already moved into City Hall, and we are moving the maintenance staff into the street garage to combine our forces under one roof uh, from a street and park side. So. Uh, lots going on in public works. Um, busy, busy summer coming up, and we're really looking forward to all the improvements uh, in the department. So. And we're all looking forward to summer because it'll warm up as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Hey, folks, thank you so much for being here today to talk about all these things happening in the city of Brainerd. And we encourage uh, folks to uh, check out your website. They can see, I would imagine, uh, some more information on some of this uh, there. Absolutely. And Ken and Tess, as always, thank you for having us. Uh, We're always excited to share about the things that we have going on at the city of Brainerd. And as you mentioned, Ken, we're running out of time. We had so much to talk about. So thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, thank you. All right. Our guests today include Jennifer Bergman, who is the Brainerd City Administrator, and Paul Sandy, who is the Brainerd City Engineer and the Interim Public Works Director. Uh, I am Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our Community Focus programs can be listened to anytime on our website. Just go to 1067wjjy.com. You can also find them on our mobile app that's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.